Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, game day down at Rogers Place in Ice District. The Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames, and this indeed will be more like a battle of Alberta. The Flames with 16 NHL veterans in the lineup. That's players that have played north of 100 games um, in their NHL career. In fact, by my count, the Flames will have 12, uh, 10 of their top 12 forwards and 5 of their uh, six uh, top 6 defense. Meanwhile, the Edmonton Oilers, 17 of 18 players considered NHL veterans. Uh, their entire uh, top three lines and all three defense pairings uh, that I uh, envisioned starting the season. Speaking of starting, Jacob Markstrom, who Edmonton pursued two years ago in free agency against Miko Koskinen. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott's back in the 630 Chad studio coming up on today's show. A full preview of today's game. We'll get into the orders now. Audio Vault, the orders improving to 3-1-1 one one in preseason by virtue of a 4-3 victory against the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday. We have uh, confirmation, at least short-term, on the status of Josh Archibald. We will be discussing that. John Shannon, our NHL insider. Uh, time permitting, we're going to get to... Uh, Hockey Hall of Famer Brian Trotje, and at 135 today from uh, Sportsnet out of Calgary, Eric Francis. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Live entertainment back at uh, the River Cree, the Hotel California, the Eagles tribute band taking the stage Friday, October 29th, and legendary Canadian artist Gordon Lightfoot. November 17th, details at... Uh, RiverCreeResort.com. I'm, tra- I'm trying to think what what would be my favorite Gordon Lightfoot song. Would it be The Legend of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Uh, Sundown? If you could read my mind? One of those three would have to be it for me. Text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott is back at the 630 Chad Studios. He hosted the show Friday. Brendan, quite the uh, in-and-out travel day Friday with the return engagement Saturday. Um, 
The Oilers practice Friday morning at 10. Media availability at 11. You hosted the show at 12. I drove to the airport. We... Uh, uh, we cleared customs, did all the extra COVID stuff, including previously getting tested on the Wednesday. So we had a 72-hour window mechanism in place. When I went into the terminal, uh, the order's flight to Seattle was the only American U.S.-bound flight uh, in the afternoon. It was eerie. It was like a movie in there. And then we flew into Seattle. The I-5 was partially closed, ended up busing into our game Friday night. Uh... Everett, it's, it's all coming back to me now. The Oilers played great in that game, and they had several players that had already been told that they were going to be going down to the minors. They were going to stay in the U.S. because of the custom situation and uh, fly down to Bakersfield. Guys like Brad Malone are real good in that game as uh, the Oilers ended up losing 2-1 in overtime on a power play goal and a very suspect call against Connor Yamamoto. The line of Hyman, uh, Derek Ryan, and Yamamoto were very good in that hockey game. Stuart Skinner gave the Oilers a terrific start. Then, after the game, uh, the I-5 was getting a little bit re, uh, remodeled, shall we say. It's kind of like driving around Edmonton these days. And lo and behold, uh, we ended up getting it at 2.30 in the morning, Edmonton time, and then cleared customs by about 3 o'clock. So it made for a long day. And then the second of the back-to-back was against the Winnipeg Jets. And that's where we're going to go next. For the Oilers now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Cam Moon hit the call of the Oilers 4-3 victory against the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday night. It's the fifth of eight preseason contests as the Oilers host the Winnipeg Jets. Toninato will skate towards the net. He'll shoot it. Pad save made by Koskinen. Rebound scores. Kyle Connor. He put it right upstairs on the rebound. Sloppy sequence from Edmonton and really just lost momentum on the power play there. Did not make the simple play at any point. McDavid now gets it. Skates across the top. Comes down the left wing. Leaves it to Dreisaitl. He'll wait. He'll shoot. Scott! Slot pull the RV was right in front of the net. Tucking the point. One timer scores. Perlini let it go from the point. There was a screen in front of the net. The Oilers have a 2 1 lead. Pass to Chisholm. He'll walk in. Shoot. Tipped in front. Scores. Lowry will get it free. Fetching a cough in front to Morrissey. He scores. And this game's tied at three. A steal by Newton. By Drysaddle in front. Newton Hopkins scores. Nugent Hopkins on a great setup by Leon Dreisaitl. And the Oilers are up 4-3. Edmonton uh, improves to 3-1-1 by virtue of the win. Dave Tippett had some interesting comments following the game on Leon Dreisaitl and others maybe with a little bit too many cute passes. He threw a lot of backhands tonight, some to our team, some to the other team. <laughs> I was going to get to that, but uh, yeah. but that's what happens with a player who sometimes gets a little too cute. Uh, the problem is, when that happens in the playoffs, it usually goes against you, and that's the problem I have with it. Interesting comment early in the season setting the standard. Uh, some might look at the Edmonton Oilers' issues in the playoffs the last couple of years and say not enough depth. Well, we know there wasn't enough depth. When you're only playing nine forwards and four defensemen against Winnipeg in a triple overtime game, uh, that is an indictment on the coach's confidence of the players he has. Well, this coach, Dave Tippett, now has more players. Now, one guy who had a real good start Friday, and he is going to start again today. Mike Smith's a little bit under the weather. Miko Koskinen, uh, check that, starting on Saturday. He looked real good uh, in in the preseason victory against the Winnipeg Jets. Here's Dave Tippett.
He's coming and just having fun competing. And last year it was a tough year. I mean, he, he, we rode him hard early and then uh, struggled not having his family around. It was just a real kind of a different year. And then Schmidt comes in and, and plays really well and takes off. So he kind of, his games were sporadic. He never got into a rhythm, you know. So uh, he's come in this year with great attitude. He's played every every practice, every game he's been in so far. He's played very well. So it's a good sign. And Mikko Koskinen went into, uh, gave us a little bit of perspective, and I think sometimes perspective is lost. Uh, and look, there's great passion for the Oilers in this market. We know that it's reflected in a numerous different ways, right? Fan support has been tremendous even during some very lean years. Obviously, the teams that are better placed now carrying forward, the last two years, 12th and 11th in the NHL, the sixth best record in the NHL since December 31st of 2019. That's basically over the last year and a half. But there's been some tough roads. Uh, miles uh, for fans to go through. Fans have supported the team. They have passion for the team. Uh, people listen to shows like this, you know, Oilers Now. The Twitter follows that some of the Edmonton personalities have in relations to some other markets of roughly the same uh, size. They dwarf them. It's not because we're infinitely better than those guys in the other market. It's because the fan base has the level of passion. But at times... We focus on the nuts and bolts, and maybe we don't focus on the soul so much. And uh, giving a reflection on maybe what he went through last year and shedding some insight on some of the challenges players occasionally do have, here's Miko Koskinen. You know, last year was, uh, was a tough, tough year without the fans. Sometimes it felt like, like almost not pointless, but, you know, we were just chasing the puck when the... My family is gone and the whole world is basically closed and um, now it seems to be, everything seems to be back to normal and we see the fans in the stands, it's a, it's a different atmosphere and um, like I said, I try to have fun this year, you know, you never know what's going to happen and uh, if every day will be fun then it's a pretty nice nice job, job to have. You know, I, don't, I didn't feel a pressure, I mostly felt like sometimes pretty lonely when I was sitting in my house and my family is like, I don't even know how far away they were. And, you know, it's, but like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't the only guy who was here by myself. And, you know, it's not an excuse, but sometimes we're humans also. And, um, but that's past and we, we can't change that. And now it's new year and hopefully everything will be, Everything will be good, and we can enjoy the fans in the stands, and uh, they can enjoy the game, and uh, that's that's how the game should be played. All right, so that's Miko Koskinen, who again will start tonight. He'll face Jacob Barkson for the Calgary Flames. We'll get to the lineups and all that kind of stuff in a second. That was on uh, Saturday night. I know I, I bumped into uh, uh, some coaches and manager types at uh, at Pub 1905 on Saturday night. Had a little bit of an extended conversation. Uh, several of them are betting on Koskinen to bounce back. He went from 917 to 899. Conversely, Mike Smith went from 902 to 923. Edmonton had the seventh best save percentage in the NHL last year. I don't know if Edmonton can have the seventh best save percentage. He had seventh best save percentage, 11th best goals against. You could see a scenario where Edmonton's save percentage actually drops to 10th or 11th, but the goals against actually 
you know, moves up into the top ten. That's just because Edmonton's going to have the puck more in the offensive zone by virtue of the fact that they've rounded out the forward lines a bit. And a little bit of a tr- more of a transition defense as well. Time will tell in that regard. So we had a real good conversation. Lots of guys are betting on Koskinen to come back. Now, one of the conversation points uh, around town was what is happening with Josh Archibald. Yesterday, as we go to our top story, it is presented daily by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Yesterday, Dave Tippett verified the status of Josh Archibald. The last week or 10 days has got a lot of bunch of tests done. Uh, Archie, when he came across uh, up from the States, uh, had to quarantine for 14 days. Uh, The back half of that 14 days, he wasn't feeling well. He had a severe viral infection coming out of his quarantine. He tried to skate for a few days and just wasn't feeling right. So we got a bunch of tests done with him. And what the test showed is at some point this summer, he'd had COVID. And uh, so he tested for the antibodies. He was struggling with the, the viral infection and got a bunch of blood work done and since then has been diagnosed with myocarditis. The doctors are taking care of him. He's getting a bunch more tests done, but ultimately he's out indefinitely right now. So that's the same thing, Staloc? I, I think similar. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the doctors, but that's myocarditis is what uh, he's been diagnosed with. So he's going to do a bunch more tests here this week. I know he's having a CAT scan. He's having an MRI this week and just to try to... Uh, figure out where we are but as of right now that he's he's indefinitely out all right so uh lots of people have lots of opinion and interpret a lot of things even with just the most base form of a tweet possible here's what the coach said um look man uh we've had this discussion this has gone on for a while the numbers are what the numbers are I think there's a lot of people that have empathy for Josh Archibald. This is a really unfortunate situation from a human side. And and then a lot of people tend to pontificate one way or the other uh, based on numbers. I, but I do think that the majority of the fans out there right now are, you know, cheering for Josh to get well soon. It's concerning, though, given a bit of the track record that's occurred with the myocarditis. Brendan, your thoughts? Yeah, at this point, you know what, political associations aside, whatever your feelings are, it's about the player's health right now. So let's uh, wish Josh Archibald the best and see where he gets to, um, if he gets to a point where he can be a factor for this club again. Obviously, the province of Alberta right now is uh, has got a lot of attention from the rest of the country. Numbers have fluctuated in different waves and that sort of thing. And, you know, uh, if you took a look at the start of the pandemic, Quebec still leads uh, in terms of all prop leads. Uh, has had, unfortunately, the the most amount of deaths um, over the course uh, by by population. So 133 deaths per 100,000 people in Quebec. Alberta is actually fifth marginally behind Ontario, but Alberta and Saskatchewan's numbers of late have not been good. We all know that. And just to give you an illustration, uh, because I did a fair amount of uh, work on this over the course of the weekend, uh, the the province of Alberta right now has... uh, 4,813 cases, uh, roughly, per million. 
Okay. Uh, Saskatchewan's at three three thousand nine hundred and seventy-five per million. The next highest province is BC. Have done a pretty good job, by the way, handling the pandemic. They're at thirteen hundred and twenty-one. The Canadian uh, uh, right now in Canada, it's eleven hundred and seventy-six cases per million in terms of uh, for active cases of COVID. Now you will find these numbers interesting. And I, in BC, they've delineated specific areas that have struggled with the pandemic. They've not sat there and had a blanket sort of policy from a provincial perspective. Currently in Alberta right now, uh, Calgary's at 250 cases per 100,000 people. Edmonton's at 290 cases per 100,000 people. The rest of the province, 770 cases per 100,000 people. So basically, uh, the rest of Alberta has three times the case rate per 100,000 of Calgary and about two and a half times the case rate of Edmonton. And if you actually looked at Edmonton and excluded some of the other little districts that get included in the Edmonton health zone, the number's actually a little bit lower for Edmonton. It's somewhere around 278, 277 cases per 100,000. Now, on the vaccination front. And some of you don't like these numbers. But Calgary, 12% of the population fully immunized is at 76.5%. The Edmonton Health Zone is at 75.2%. The South is at 65%. The Central, which would be Red Year, is at 57.7%. And the North Zone is at 54 Those numbers correspond with where the case rates are higher. So... The numbers are what they are. Interpret it any way you want. When we come back, we'll get to our lineup report as well as NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. 1224 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go to our game day lineup report brought to you on game days by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home. List your old home. Sold today. Edmonton.ca. Connor McDavid up front with Zach Hyman and Yessa Pugliarvi. Hyman, I thought, was the best Oiler Friday night when Edmonton was in Everett. Leon Dreisaitl with Ryan Nugent Hopkins who scored the game winner Saturday against the Winnipeg Jets, Kyler Yamamoto. And then it'll be Derek Ryan with Warren Fogle and Zach Cassian. Devin Shore with Brendan Perlini who continues to contribute offensively. And Kyle Turris is looking to regain his form. On defense, Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry, Duncan Keith, Cody Cece, Slater Cuckoo, Evan Bouchard. So Duncan Keith will play his first game and Miko Koskinen will go the distance in goal. Archibald Stalock, both out right now with myocarditis issues. Clefbaum on LTIR. Holloway out four months, broken wrist. Samarukov out six weeks with a um, broken jaw. AHL bound on Sunday. Marodi and Griffith along with Broberg, Berglund, who were very good, I thought, uh, Friday night in Everett, and Konovalov. And uh, the Oilers are down to 15 healthy forwards, eight healthy defense, three healthy goaltenders. They'll play the Calgary Flames. Lindholm with Goodrow and Kachuk. Monaghan with Mangiapane and Lewis Monaghan trying to bounce back at 28 points in 50 games last year. Michael Backlund with Dylan Dubé and uh, Richie. And then it'll be Richardson with Lucic and Walker Dewar. Coleman and Pitlick not playing tonight full of flames. 
Pitlick suffering an injury against the Oilers. Hannafin and Anderson, Zadorov and Tanev, Shillington and Erica Branskin. Jacob Markstrom starts a goal. Last year he went 22-19-2, a 2.68 goals against the average of 904 save percentage. That is your game day lineup report brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, list your old home, sold today, edmonton.ca. Into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Company-branded apparel products and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com, and here's Brendan Escott. Okay, I'm just looking at a couple texts here wondering whether or not this game is televised. It's not. I believe the final two preseason games against Vancouver will be on your television. This one, of course, on your radio, 7 o'clock tonight for the puck drop and 5.30 for your face-off show. Elsewhere, it is Ottawa hosting Toronto. That's the only other Canadian preseason action tonight. Each Olympic team, uh, as required to or was required, required, rather, to name three players to its roster. Canada surprising absolutely nobody by tapping Sidney Crosby, Alex Petrangelo, and yes, Connor McDavid what? as the what? first three. I know, right? I can't believe McDavid's on I'm, I'm still hoisting my jaw back up. Brady Kachuk remains the NHL's final restricted free agent. It sounds like there's still some distance between his desired uh, AAV around 8.4, 8.5 million per year, and Ottawa's long-term offer that was tabled at about 8 million per season, but I mean, they have the money to spend, so I imagine it'll get done. The Canucks got it done with Quinn Hughes, six years, $7.85 million, and Elias Pettersson, three years there, $7.35 million per year. Jake Evans got uh, three more years in Montreal at $1.7 per. Uh, New Jersey claimed tough guy Mason Geertsen off waivers from the Rangers. Montreal. What? <laughs> An analytics-driven team carrying, uh, claiming Mason Geertsen? Come on, man. There you go. Montreal scooping up goaltender Sam Montembeau off of the wire from Florida as well. He was a Quebec uh, Quebec League veteran. Oil Kings swapped 4-1 wins with Red Deer. It was a split of their season opening series. Wednesday, they are down in Lethbridge Friday in Swift Current. And the U of A Golden Bears, they beat uh, McEwen 7-1 on Friday, 5-2 on Saturday, and welcome the Saskatchewan Huskies. That should be uh, some good action at the Claire Drake this weekend. I have a special guest connected to the Huskies coming up on Friday's show. Uh, I gotta do this. Phil, Fear of the Fin fan, is a huge fan of the Stanford Cardinal. They knocked off Oregon in overtime this week. It was a big upset. Number three team in NCAA football falls. Oh, by the way, Alabama and Georgia. Dr. Marty Morazic's going to be stoked. His Bulldogs look pretty good. They're 1-2 in the country. NFL uh, yesterday, did you watch uh, Brady against the... uh Patriots last night? I sure did. And I think you had to be kind of a nuts and bolts football fan to really appreciate it, at least in the first half, because it was so low scoring. But ultimately, I thought it delivered. It was a pretty good game. All right. Good stuff. Some great to- topics to hit on. When we return on Oilers now, we will hear from our NHL insider and chief political correspondent. No, not really. John Shannon after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, whose BYU Cougars are 5-0. and Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.